0: Is episode 12 of Two Twits and Twain about international relations? Well, it might sound that way since we experiment with some foreign accents, but not intentionally. And it winds up with Mark talking about the difference between comedy and humor. Yes, there definitely is a difference. Stay tuned and find out what defines us. Welcome back, or should I say, bienvenue. Yep, that's me, Doctor of Duwop, speaking French. And, of course, to all you sophisticated listeners, you know I just said welcome. Hmm, it appears that Clark's visit here in Colorado for the last episode must have had some influence on me. Wonder if that's good or bad. And to all of you who do speak French... Oh, we do apologize. Hey, twit number two, I was told that my pronunciation was second to none. Well, I don't know what nun you were talking to, but she should know there is a commandment against lying, Doc. Oh, enough, Clark. Just because you live in France, and are so happy to be back in your familiar surroundings, and are so de <gasps> Doc,
1: Doc, this is a kid show. Just leave the pronunciation to me. But... I must tell you, they do love my Midwest accent over here, you know?
0: Oh, I'm sure, just because you come from Des Moines. You mean Des Moines, don't you, Doc? No, I mean Des Moines or Death Moines or...
1: Okay, okay, Doc. Hey, I was once a frustrated French speaker myself, and then, when I could speak a little, I got the weirdest looks. I thought to myself, oh no, a faux pas. And then I muttered... "'Somebody help me. Now I'm thinking in French, too. Help!' And, Doc, I couldn't spell faux pas for my life. Much less know their literal meaning. Mostly, though I later found out from honest friends that they were laughing at my accent. That's because they make sounds impossible for us Americans to handle. I kept thinking, "'I must sound like that guy who goes into that fancy Parisian restaurant.'" speaking what he thinks is impeccable French, when it turns out that what he really says is the equivalent of, me want food.
0: That sounds like a guy from Iowa. Did you ever get into any trouble with those fox passes?
1: Well, I do have a story about that. Do you think
0: I should tell it? Only if you can tell a story as well as our friend Mark here. I know you're dying to tell it, and if it's suitably humiliating for you, <laughs> please do. Thanks for the compliment, Doc, but uh, let's give him a chance, and then we can have some fun uh, dissecting it.
1: Oh, Mark, and Doc, you do say the nicest things. Well, here goes. Did I ever tell you about the first time I went to France on my own? Well, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but I'm going to tell you again. It was 1976, I remember it well. Well, anyway, I was driving a car from Geneva down to the French Riviera, which I thought would be so cool. It was in June, so actually the weather was warm, and I talked to a friend of mine in Geneva, and she said, stay at Carlton, the best hotel in Cannes. I wasn't sure how to say Cannes, because it's C-A-N-N-E-S, and, you know, French people do different things at the end of words, but anyway, it's Cannes. So I got there after a little drive, and it was beautiful. Sitting right on the water, big old classic hotel. I suppose it was five-star back in the day, probably still is. Cannes has got a cool vibe, you know, the the Cannes Film Festival and cool people walking around. And I was there a little bit before high season, but the weather was great. So I thought, well, I'm going to spend a couple days here. What am I going to do? Well, I'm not big beach person but I thought what the hell I'm on the Mediterranean and the weather is nice I'm going down there I'm going on the beach and of course I get down there and you know like a rookie 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 I took my towel and all this stuff but of course there's guys down there they got all that stuff and they put chairs out for you and man I didn't know what to do except gotta kind of go along and I was lying there for a while and I, I thought well you know I, I don't really know any French so I'll just be cool here on the beach, and all of a sudden, just about twenty yards over, I hear English, and it's a guy, little older than me maybe, but you know, a young guy, and uh he's talking to the waiter about an order or a drink or something. So I thought, well, this is my chance. I'm going to talk to this guy because I can speak English to him. He was an English guy, and so anyway, we started t- chatting, and we we he was by himself and kind of in the same position I was. So, you know, we had a good time. The next day, I saw him on the beach again, and once again, we did our little chat thing. He said, hey, you know, there's a disco here in town. You want to go? I said, yeah, I think I'll go. Nothing else to do. Why not? He said, okay. Well, I'll meet you down here at six. Now, here, I want you to practice this phrase because you're going to need it. I know you don't speak any French, but if you meet a nice girl, you have to say something. I said, yeah, okay. So he gave me this thing to say. And I said, uh, okay, I'll memorize it. I wrote it down. I got back to my room so I could just sound so cool. I could see me at James Bond sitting at the casino table, chicks hanging out. Well, maybe it wasn't quite that in my imagination at that point, but. Um, so I was getting ready to go and I get a call from him and he says, you know, I can't make it tonight, but why don't you just go? You have a good time. I said, okay, that sounds fine. So I meander over to the disco, wasn't very far away, got my line all practiced. Kind of going in there. You know, it's, it's a hopping place. Things are moving along. And um, my worry is, of course, that I can't speak to anybody. But we'll see what happens. So I ended up uh, seeing a nice French girl, I assumed. And she was, you know, by herself and happy to have a dance. So we did. And I thought, oh, this is nice. She's really nice. She's cute and everything. So I thought, should I? Should I unleash the line? Okay. Well, I did. And, um, I don't remember seeing a woman snarl very often, but snarl she did. And not only that, she gave me a whack on the cheek. I thought, man, I almost mispronounced something. The guy said it was great to use a great line if you're going to talk to a new girl. Well, that kind of put me off my, uh, whatever I was in at that time. And I said, I better go back to the hotel. I'm not, I'm not doing too well here. I can't talk to anybody. Okay, so the next day I'm out on the beach, my last day, and here's that guy, and he's right where he usually is. He said, Hey, how'd it go last night at the disco? I said, Oh, yeah. Uh, I walked over to him, Yeah, the disco. Yeah, I was okay. Well, did you get to use your line? And I, I said, Yeah, I did. I did. Well, what happened? Well, I'll show you. And I whacked him across the side of the face and he fell down. And then we both started laughing because. First of all, I didn't know what the line was, but then he tells me he says, "Oh, I deserve that." Why? What? What did I say? That girl? Well, I have to keep it nice here on on my podcast, but it was something like, "Man, you got a great set of and a, a really nice." Ad. Well, you know what I'm going to say. So um, it didn't um, come out quite like I hoped, but I did have a good time. I did meet some people, sort of, and you know, got to see the beach and the five star stuff. I still got to work on the old bond thing because, man, whatever I said. It sure as hell didn't work. Anyway, that's my story.
0: Well, that
1: certainly did a lot for Franco-American relations. What are you talking about, Doc? It didn't end up in any relations.
0: No, you twit. I'm talking about relations between America and France. Oh, you meant with our ancien allié. I don't know what you just said, but your
1: French is sehr eindrucksvoll. Ooh, that sounds horribly Germanic, Doc. Did you switch gears in that mighty twit-like brain of yours? Yeah. Doc? come back. Sorry I ever mentioned your middle name was Heinrich. You couldn't help it, Doc. You were just a baby. Doc? Doc? Say something. That's Oh, my folks, we've lost him. He's regressed back to his childhood. Now, wait a minute, that's impossible. Twit number one has never left his childhood. What do we do? Mark, will you please step in and get him back on track? I honestly have no idea what to do. I'll try one more time. Doc, Doc. Oh well, we'll just have to wait for him to come out of it. Where were we? Oh yes, we have a lot in common with our French friends. About 45% of our English words come from French. Even though we are, I better whisper this until I'm sure Doc has come out of it. A Germanic language. Wait, he's twitching. He's twitching. Only twits can do that. His eyelids are fluttering. He's he's mouthing something. I've got to get him back with us. Use some of this, Doc. Yes, I think that's doing it. Where am I? You were in Never Neverland, Doc. You started speaking in a foreign tongue, German, after you had mumbled two words in French. It was horrible. I can't bear it any longer.
0: So I played a French song to wake you up, and you came around. I'm fine. And stop with the cheesy comments, you twit. Sounds like there might be some residual here. What do you mean, residual? I always talk like
1: this. What are we going to do, Mark? We can't go on with him believing he's German. He might start World War II all over again.
0: I know. Let's hear one of your songs. It might bring him back to reality, or at least to a previous understanding of who he really is. Hey, that's a good idea.
1: Did you notice that we had a blue moon last night? The fabulous formaldehyde sang a song by that name. Let's play it. Good idea.
2: Ba 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 ding a ding ding dong ding blue moon, blue moon, blue moon. Dit 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 blue 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 luôn- blue moon. Dit dit did it blue 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 moon. Blue You saw me getting a Without a dream in my heart. Without a light of my eyes. You knew just what I was there for. You heard me saying a prayer to the cave and then suddenly appeared before me the only one my arms would ever hold I heard somebody whisper please adore me and when I lost Blue, 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 (laughs) ding blue moon, blue blue moon, ding a dong ding, blue
0: moon. Clark, I always thought you did an incredibly superb job with that song. He's back!
1: Yes, he seems to be. Doc, you don't have that German accent any longer.
0: What German accent? I don't have a German accent. Have you gone nuts?
1: No, but you were well on your way. Anyway, no need to rehash that unfortunate moment.
0: Let's get on with the show. I think I lost track of where we were going. But it was a bit of a humorous interlude. Well, I have no idea of what you're talking about. All I remember was that Clark was making fun of my French accent, which, unfortunately, I take full responsibility for. And Clark told a rather humorous story, which was actually quite amusing, as I remember. Mark, do you remember anything that we might want to uh, criticize or make fun of?' (laughs) Well, you're shaking your head no, so I suppose we're on to the next thing, or possibly a story by the master storyteller. Mark, do you have one for us? I do not claim that I can tell a story as it ought to be told. I only claim to know how a story ought to be told, for I have been almost daily in the company of the most expert storytellers for many (laughs) years— There are several kinds of stories, but only one difficult kind, the humorous. I will talk mainly about that one. The humorous story is American. The comic story is English. The witty story is French. The humorous story depends for its effect upon the manner of the telling the comic story and the witty story upon the matter. The humorous story may be spun out to great length and may wander around as much as it pleases and arrive nowhere in particular. But the comic and witty stories must be brief and end with a point. The humorous story bubbles gently along. The others burst. The humorous story is strictly a work of art, high and delicate art, and only an artist can tell it, but no art is necessary in telling the comic and the witty story. Anybody can do it. The art of telling a humorous story, understand, I mean by word of mouth, not print, was created in America and has remained at home. The humorous story is told gravely. The teller does his best to conceal the fact that he even dimly suspects that there is anything funny about it, but the teller of the comic story tells you beforehand that it is one of the funniest things he has ever heard, and tells it with eager delight and is the first person to laugh when he gets through. And sometimes, if he has had good success, he is so glad and happy that he will repeat the nub of it, and glance around from face to face, uh, collecting applause, and then repeat it again. Uh, It is a pathetic thing to see.
1: Well, I wasn't quite expecting that, Mark, but... That created quite a history about the lifeline of the story. Possibly more than any of us wanted to know. But we're most grateful for your efforts and obvious talents.
0: Well, I, for one, will gladly defer to Mark for any kind of verbiage that resembles a story. The Master is with us.
1: And with that well-deserved compliment, I believe it's time again to say au revoir.
0: And I am absolutely not
1: going to ask Doc to
0: repeat that. One last word. Clark, as much as I hate to admit it, we miss you around here. Come back soon, you hear? In the meantime, all you listeners, spread the word about our little get-togethers. Remember, tell all your friends about our website, www.2twitsandtwain.com, sign up to follow, and should you want to leave comments, email contact at 2twitsandtwain.com.